friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, April the 20th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's joy again as we continue our way through this octave, my friends. We are only on day four, that celebration, that that recognition uh, of the risen Christ in our midst, uh, of the new life that is offered to us, that is made possible. Uh, we still celebrate that, uh, my friends, during this octave and always. Um, so today, we are going to move from John's Gospel of yesterday to uh, an incredibly wonderful and deep and multi-layered uh, Gospel reading from Luke. Luke is, is you know, maybe Paul accepted, uh, is the... Uh, most prolific writer in the New Testament, of course, writing the, the Gospel of Luke, but also Acts of the Apostles. And Luke is such a good storyteller. And this is one of those wonderful stories. It's a little long, so we're going to dive right into it. It's that uh, reading of uh, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And it is Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. So let's dive in and hear what Scripture, what God is is inviting us to learn about he and his ministry through Luke. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And beside all of this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, 
He gave the impression that he was going on farther, but they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that, while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scripture to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so much there. Now, granted, it's because there's, you know, 22 verses, right? But there's so much there. And I'm not going to go over everything. can't. But, But let's just start. Let's just start with this. So, two disciples are leaving town on what you and I call Easter Sunday, on the third day since, and they were downcast. So, they're not leaving town in wonder and in awe and in excitement. They're leaving town not knowing what's going on. He was, it even says here, right? Uh, you know, are you the only one in all of Jerusalem who doesn't know things? And he tells them about the crucifixion, or the, the two tells them about the, cru- the one who joined them about the crucifixion. We were hoping, past tense, hear that? We were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And beside this, you know, on this Sunday morning, uh, some women from the group of Astounded Us went to the tomb. Body wasn't there. Uh, some angels, visions of angels, announced he was alive. And we went out there to look, but, but him we didn't see. So we're confused. We want to hope, but that doesn't make sense. We're, we're not putting a lot of trust, unfortunately, brothers and sisters, they're not, into the voices of these women. They want to they wanna believe, but it's just too much. And so they're leaving downcast. It even says that. What were you discussing along the way, this stranger who came up to them? They stopped looking downcast and then shared everything with him. They're leaving Jerusalem. They came with hopes that this would be the one to redeem Israel, to make it new. And they're leaving in despair. They're leaving downcast. That everything they placed their hopes in, their world had been turned upside down. And now it's time to go. So who are these people? We don't know. I mean, one is named Cleopas. Now, um, you know, could be two men, could be uh, a husband and wife. Um, Here's what we know. and, And here's where I'm going to imagine. Now you imagine whatever you want. But remember, one of the women at the foot of the cross was Mary, comma, the wife of Clopas. And uh, on Easter Sunday morning, 
Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And they're the ones who find it empty. And, uh, and the angels, now that was Luke again. So at the foot of the cross, remember, were Mary Magdalene, Mary, um, the wife of Clopas, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. A whole lot of Marys there. If your name was Mary, it was a chance. You were around the, the foot of the cross that day. Uh, and then in John's gospel, the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is, again, John's way of putting us there at the foot of the cross, too. Um, so it's, it's very possible, and I would say this is a tool that Luke is using, that here's a husband and wife, one of them, even one of the ones who was at the tomb that morning and who saw the angel, but we didn't see the body, and so we're hopeful, but we're not, and, we're, and so we're leaving. So this husband and wife are going back home, okay? And in the midst of their hurt, in the midst of their despair, in the midst of this troubled moment, they're approached by Jesus unawares, right? And he walks with them. And he doesn't just, you know, start spouting his own thing. He listens to them. He listens to their hurt. He listens to their understanding. And then after they have shared and they've made themselves vulnerable and they've opened themselves up to this complete stranger, he, he, he then opens things up and says, you know, oh, how foolish you are. <laughs> how slow to believe all that the prophets spoke. And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them uh, what referred to the Christ in the scriptures. He saw what they were lacking. He listened. He took time to make sure he understood. He did not stay distant. He drew close. And then, seeing where those wounds were, seeing where those deficiencies were, he started to bring out the mortar, as it were, and to patch that up. He started to bring out the, the spackle and, and, and to, to, to fill in those crevices and those cracks to make sure that they understood and their hearts were burning within them. We learn that later, right? Here's a piece that I, that I absolutely love. You know, they get to Emmaus, right? And, uh, and whatever, for whatever reason, it says this, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus gave the impression, the stranger gave the impression, that he was going on farther. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> you know, is this your stop? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm heading on down the line. I, I'm not sure how that went. But he gives the impression that he's going on farther. But they had to urge him, stay with us. For it is evening and the day is almost over. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters, if they'd have said, listen, thanks for the trip. Thanks for helping us understand more. We're grateful and they went inside, and they had dinner and went to bed. And the stranger went on down the line. They would have been better for it. They would have understood more. But that encounter wouldn't have been complete, would it have? They'd have known something was there. Their hearts had been burning, but they weren't able to name it. It was just something. Something memorable, something good. But it wasn't brought to completion. They had to do the work. And what was that work? To invite this person to stay. 
and it wasn't until the breaking of the bread, right, that it all came together. All the pieces of the puzzle clicked, and they could see the picture. Brothers and sisters, here are the two things I think I'd like us to, to ponder today, and the first is this. Remember this, wherever you are today, wherever you may be tomorrow, wherever you have been yesterday, our God does not leave us in our despair. Our God does not leave us to make that journey alone, that journey of life, right? Not that we're walking seven miles to another place. Wherever we are on that journey today, we do not have to have it together. We do not have to understand the bigger picture. We simply have to be open to somehow realizing or open to the fact that God will approach us and not leave us in that place of hurt, of, of lack of understanding. It may not look like you think it would look. He doesn't look like they think he's going to look here, does he? They didn't know who it was. Brothers and sisters, our God will not leave us, but God doesn't do all the work. We need to actively invite our God to stay. We need to open ourselves to that Christ. We need to somehow complete that circle that God will do most of the drawing. He will draw near to us. He will help us understand, but we need to say, please stay. And I'm not sure what that looks like in our life, but I know we need to be open and we need to actively participate in inviting that Christ into our hearts and into our homes and into our lives and into our action that is going on this day, my friends. We participate. And in so doing, that circle is completed. Somehow, some way. So that's, I, I think, that first idea is take hope, my friends. You are not out there alone. Whatever you are going through, whatever I'm going through, our God in God's great goodness does not leave us to it, but instead approaches us and draws near to us and walks with us, whatever that, that length of that journey is. But let's make sure, let's make sure, my friends, that you and I invite him in. Lord, be, be present in my heart, be present in my life, be present in my home, be present in my relationship, be present in my love, be present in my despair, be present uh, in, in this work that I'm doing today, whatever it is. Second point is this, my friends, and you know this, but consistently in the Gospels, consistently, the disciples do not recognize Christ, do they? Here, I mean, they're, they're walking. Let's say this husband and wife, uh, Cleopas and Mary, are walking with Jesus for seven miles. So let's say, you know, two, two and a half hours, whatever that is. They're walking with him a long time, and they do not recognize this stranger. Mary Magdalene, yesterday, weeping outside the tomb, looks at somebody she thinks is the gardener and says, Sir, tell me where you've taken him, that I may take his body. Um, the, John 21, which we'll get to at some point, whether it's this week, you know, or, or next or on one of the weekends coming up, 
where the disciples are all out fishing and uh, and somebody from the the you know who's simply walking along the beach they think he's a beachcomber you know says to them children have you caught anything and they're like no we've been at it all night they have no idea who he is they even go in around the charcoal fire later and it says nobody asked who was jesus you know even though they weren't certain but they just kind of figured it was him <laughs> they don't recognize him paul uses that imagery and i love this imagery brothers and sisters of the difference between a seed and a plant that jesus as as the human in his 33 years of life was that seed but upon resurrection having gone through death remember he wasn't resuscitated back to being the seed to being that same person before he was something new and he and he's on the other side of resurrection is is the fullness of what that seed points to that full growth of the plant that carries that seed within it right it carries the same essence but it looks completely different it's the same but different I love that imagery that Paul uses. And I think that's what, what clearly what Jesus is in this newness. But yet, yet, my friends, he's recognized. He's recognized in all of those places. How's he recognized? He's recognized in the voice, right? When he says to Mary, her, her name, Mary. That's how Mary recognizes him. He's recognized when he comes through the walls that morning, right? This was the gospel on the Easter Sunday morning. How do they recognize him? By showing the scars. He's recognized, brothers and sisters, by bringing them to the charcoal fire, by bringing them to the very thing that where we've fallen and, and, and forgiveness that comes after. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Right? And here he's recognized in that fire within us. We knew something was there. We knew something special was going on. And then ultimately, how's he recognized? In the breaking of the bread. Brothers and sisters, our God draws near to us. We may not recognize him. In fact, in fact, I'm going to bet you and I will not. If we're looking for a bearded man with long hair, you know, standing six feet, looking like whatever we think he's going to look like, wearing, you know, some cloak. Yeah, yeah, that ain't going to be it. Jesus says, you know, that uh, I was hungry and, and you gave me something to, to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was, I was sick and in prison and you visited me. Ill, you know, I was homeless and you sheltered me. Oh, Lord, when did, we, when did we see you then? Whenever you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Brothers and sisters, our God is near. He won't let us stay. He won't let us stay in our despair. We will not recognize him as we think he will be, but we will recognize him somehow in our hearts, uh, in, our, in, our, in, 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 in how he speaks to us, in, in our names, in the scars, in, in the forgiveness that takes place in the breaking of the bread or in other ways that I cannot even imagine. But our God comes to us and he presents God's very self to us. May we be open. May we invite him into our homes. And then when we have come, often in hindsight, often in hindsight, he vanishes and they realize that was him. What do I do with it now? 
Brothers and sisters, when we have met, may we in our excitement and exuberance travel wherever we need to travel. Be that seven inches to our spouse, be that 700 miles to a friend to explain to them, Jesus is alive. He's real. And let me tell you about him. Because that too is part of this. Brothers and sisters, he's alive today. Will you and I recognize him? However, this God, this this one who is life itself, presents God's self to us. Let's pray. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have the best Wednesday. Happy Easter and God's peace.